This Major Spoilers podcast is a Rob Liefeld shout-out Donald Fight, because remember, all Rob Liefeld characters' names are euphemisms for fight. This one's for you, Donald. We appreciate it. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Adriana. I'm Kristen. And I'm Steven, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, Dr. Ken heads for America, but will he have his TARDIS? Dr. Horrible heads for the hills, but is that really Doogie Hauser? Dr. Regulus tries to kill the Legion, but they don't die, they multiply. Plus, Marciano, Clark Kent was 257 years old when he fought Rocket Marciano. And there's women present, so Steven has to clean the house and wear pants during the show. Then, three kids come back in time to tell Christopher Reeve that the underwear goes inside the pants, but it's pretty clear that his resume may not be quite up. Either way, Rodrigo's at volleyball, Dante has finally stopped vomiting, and the world is a much happier place. The new and improved gender-balanced Major Spoilers podcast is (laughs) on the air. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting issue of the Major Spoilers podcast. Yes, we did get a lot of complaints that we didn't have enough of the the females Mm -hmm. on the show. So Rodrigo was gone, and we said, hey, let's go get our friends (laughs) over there. Wait, so you replace one minority with another? Let's go get our friend. He also seemed to imply that Rodrigo is our usual female (laughs) panel. (laughs) You can read into that however you will. Rodrigo is not here this week, so he'll have to defend himself. I think Rodrigo said it best when he said, Stephen finds subtle ways to express his contempt for me. (laughs) (laughs) All that crazy laughter in the background is, of course, the fine ladies from the Super Future Friends podcast, a podcast all about the Legion of Superheroes. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi. So it's been a while since you guys have been on the show. Give us an update for people that are just listening for the first time, and we do have a lot of those. What is the Legion of Super Future Friends podcast? Legion of Super Future Friends podcast is a podcast about um, summarizing issues of the Legion. We read them so that you don't have to read them. And we find <laughs> and by summarize, she means we read them and make fun of them. Yeah, we make fun of them. In a joyful way, full of love. With love. With lots of love. Don't send us angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. <laughs> we love them so much. Uh, we summarize issues of the Legion. We just recap basically what's going on, and because we're kind of uninitiated, we're not uninitiated, but we know stuff about the Legion, but not as much as other people that are crazy about the Legion. Mm-hmm. Matthew, uh, I think we, they mean yeah, we, yeah, we know who we, you know who we mean, and uh, <laughs> so we uh, basically kind of go through it with kind of a fresh view and try to explain things for people. And if we have questions, we ask people questions, and there's usually people that tell us yeah. answers. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. What we well, do is awesome. <laughs> what, I, what I like about the show is that you two go in and review issues that hardly even feature the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> they may be in we for like one or two own. panels, and then that's, yes. and that's it. Because they would use them as like a, like a deus ex machina a lot of times. Like, uh, what could the solution to this mystery be? People from the future showed up and fixed it. <laughs> yes, that's usually the solution when they wrote themselves into a corner. <laughs> Well, where do you guys where are you guys getting your your copies of Legion of Superheroes? Are you getting them from the archive editions? Yes. 
we have an, the archives, but we also have less legal means because ah. I am not going to shell out fifty thousand dollars or however much. Yeah, it, the archives are missing a lot of issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I would have to yeah. buy like the archives of like Superman and everything else. I don't even think they would be in that. So there, some of them are like weird comics, not in anything. They're like, really. I would, I would not even know where to get them. Yeah, they're very, very have, obscure. What I comics. usually do is I. I'll go to the the long box that says L, and that's where I'm <laughs> Now, granted, I I have like 57 long boxes in the spare bedroom, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, have you guys checked out the showcase editions? Those cheap black and white ones. Yes, yes. we have a bunch yes. of those too. Yes, those, we have those. That's kind of where I'm getting all my back uh, Legion stories because I got to tell you, those archive editions are expensive. Oh, we know. They're yeah. like 50 bucks for like three time. issues or something. Well, listeners, we're going to be talking more about Legion later on in the show in like maybe five or ten minutes. <laughs> but we did want to kind so of... you can uh, fast forward past all the parts where you hear Steven. Yes, and this is the Matthew <laughs> show. So let's talk about some of the big news items going on this week. We were talking before the show about Doctor Who and all things Doctor Ooh. Who. But uh, <laughs> some people are going to be really sad when David Tennant steps down as the Doctor following uh, the Waters of Mars episode that's coming up next month on the BBC America. But David Tennant is getting an American television show. Cool. Any thoughts on that from anybody, Matthew or? My like first it. thought is. Ooh. Your first <laughs> thought is. Uh, okay. It's, it's like about a lawyer guy. Yeah, it's like a, one of those uh, comedy, those dramedy things, drama comedies, uh, all about law. You know all those shows on USA that are like kind of the same thing? They're like Psych, Monk, Psych and Monk and Burnos yes. are kind Girl of pain. similar, but yes, not. And White Collar and the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, White Collar. It's like, it sounds like one of those, and I like those. Yep. So it sounds like I would like it. Rex is Not Your Lawyer is the name. It's only been scheduled as a pilot for now, but uh, Rex yeah. is the top Chicago litigator who begins suffering panic attacks and takes up coaching clients to represent themselves in in court. Well, that could be interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see what kind of accent he uses, because I uh, I watched the Five Doctors a couple of weekends ago, and I heard his commentary track. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that David Tennant on the show uses received pronunciation, the standard, hello, I'm from Oxford. <laughs> he's actually Scottish. So oh. when he's sitting there, he's talking about growing up watching <laughs> Doctor Who, and talking like this. It's fascinating to see that there was an episode, I think, in like season three where he had, they were in Scotland. He had to fake a Scottish accent. The doctor did, but it was actually David Tennant stopping faking his fake accent, yes. doing his real accent to simulate faking an accent. Awesome. But I think it'll be interesting if he's Scottish throughout it. That would be kind of cool. I, I'm going to bet since he's a Chicago litigator that it's going to be a, a forced American accent. Because, you know, it's on, really it's on American TV. It's on American TV, and we can't have nobody using fancy voices. <laughs> well, what about, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Hugh Laurie talk in his yes. normal voice. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Stunning. His accent is awesome. And listeners, if you ever hear Matthew talk in his real voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, they, I, what, I, what I do is when I, when I stop doing the fake hello, I am on the radio accent, uh, uh kind of talk like talk. This is how I really talk. I grew up in Kansas. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever been there. But, uh, 
Totally uh, different show. My graduating yes. my graduating class was thirty three people, and only fourteen of them were related. And <laughs> I went home and I, I I said to my uncle Dad, I said, um, what? Uh, wait, what? You still had about fifteen more people than I did in in our graduating class. <laughs> Who is a fan of Doctor Horrible? Me. We're not really familiar. You're yeah. not. No, everyone is on the planet has told us to watch that show. Okay, so your job is to go watch <laughs> Doctor Horrible. It is an okay. excellent little blog uh, series, like four episodes, three episodes. Great musical. Is it Neil Patrick Harris. Thing? Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, they are, you know, Joss Whedon never really had plans, I guess, when they first released this for another Dr. Horrible episode or anything like that. It was just this little project that was done during the writer's strike and, and some of the other strikes that were going on at the time turned it into a huge success. And now we have our first Dr. Horrible fan film that's coming out. We posted the trailer up wow. on the Majorspoilers.com website this week, and it's Dr. Horrible in high school. Wow. It is. Uh, did you take a look at it, Matthew? Not yet, actually. I'm having some issues with the site loading at my computer. Oh, okay. I, I think it's my computer rather than the site. Oh, yeah, it's definitely that. I had another email follow-up from last week's conversation that I'll share another time. But uh, I don't know. I took a look at this, and if it it's only the trailer that we see now, we don't see any of the real acting skills or singing abilities of everyone. <laughs> but uh, if it is halfway decent, it could be really kind of fun. But on the other hand, it could be really, really horrible. <laughs> mm. What about yeah, Men in Black up. 3? Uh, Men in Black 3, I want that. Sure. Give really? it to me. Okay. What yeah. do you want? What do you want in your Men in Black 3? Uh Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> that's all okay. you require. Yeah. It's like this It's like the first one I liked uh, the first one a lot. Mm -hmm. The second one it's okay. It was like whatever. I even watched the cartoon when I was little. Oh yeah, so, I remember that. So, sure, give it to me. I like people. <laughs> I like aliens. I like futuristic tech. Because I'm into the Legion, mm -hmm. and uh, I like people in sharp suits. I like Will Smith. I like I Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> I like Will Smith. I like Timely Lee Jones. Yes, give me those. Every, give, every, give those to me. Every time, I watch. every time that I watch Men in Black Two, I keep going, "Man, that's Rosario Dawson." It just oh, yeah, I keep forgetting right. that she was in that movie. Oh yeah, you're so right. Yeah, Matthew, what do you I think of Men in Black ones. Three? Um, I can three words or less. Agent D minus. <laughs> I actually I do not want to see Men in Black three. I liked Men in Black the first time. Yeah, I liked it a little less the second time when it was the same move with the characters swapped. Right, but there's only two main characters, so they're going to have to add a third character in order to do the same movie with the characters swapped again. Well, here it is. They have to train. So a eventually, whole new we're going to we're going to get to Men in Black, Oceans 11, 13, where all the movies cross over and everybody's... Perfect. Well, all right. So we've work. got to one against two in favor, and I'm just, eh, I just want to see another Will Smith music video. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> that's, actually, that's my thing. I could, go, I could go with that, too, yeah. <laughs> okay. What Steven do you guys... actually still has Jet and Jiggy with it on his iPod. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I actually do. All right. What about Smallville Year Ten? Uh, producers are really pushing for another season of Smallville on the I, CW. I have a very love-hate relationship with Smallville. I keep watching it, but it's horrible. Like every episode I've ever seen of it has been like the worst episode of a show I've ever seen, except for the Legion episode, which was awesome. I still have for not watched some that reason. one. Legion I, episode is like the best episode of Smallville I've ever seen. Probably because it was written by Jeff Johns. 
Well, you know, he's, he's Clark's back. Clark's not in it that much. Jeff Johns is writing <laughs> another episode coming up next month. Yeah, two months yeah. From now, the Justice Society. That features the one. Justice Society, and it will feature Hawkman, Jay Garrick. I don't think it features uh, Alan Scott. It does feature Wildcat, though. So I want to know how naked Hawkman's going to be. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I want to know how they're going to handle something that only slightly works in the comics with the right. straps and the tiny yes. sh- tiny pants. It's nakeder than well, then naked. Let, let me ask you this. How well did they uh, translate the costume of the Legion when they appeared on Smallville? Really nice. Yeah, they, looked, they, looked nice. they looked nice. Wasn't I it like, like leather jackets and stuff? Yeah. yeah leather jackets symbols. with symbols. Okay. You could you could immediately tell who everyone was, and they looked like they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt you're going to see a hairy-chested Hawkman walking around. I don't want to. You'll have to. You'll have to do the whole thing where you wax him like you know Michael Spitz. But <laughs> <and Ortiz. laughs> well, what do you guys think the of problem Smallville that I have coming back Smallville next year? Yeah, go ahead, Matthew. 10. I, my problem is it's it's best explained by a line from the movie uh, Better Off Dead. I've been going to this high school for nine years. I'm no dummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I posted an image. I posted an image with this story, and I think it was the promo for season nine with Tom Welling in his burnt Superman shirt. And like Matthew. His shirt. Yeah, we were talking before the show about, uh, what is it, PhotoshopDisaster.com. Yeah. And all the bad. comments that I get, keep getting from people are... How can they keep photoshopping his face to make him look younger than he was when the season first or when the series first started? <laughs> I, you know what? It could be I worse. Have... They could have Gary Frank draw it in as the young Christopher. <laughs> yeah. He's like 50 now. And they're like, yeah, the other day I was at high school. It's, yeah, it's so painful. Yeah, just, just out of high school. high school. And oh, it's so painful. Like, Tom, Tom ah. Welling was born in 1977. If anybody wants to put his age there, so that means age... he's thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, 32, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Yep, still younger Older than me. me. Uh, a lot older. Still than Still too him. old to be <laughs> just fresh out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, he's working at Unless, the Daily Planet. But that means that that means he was twenty-one when he was playing sixteen. When so he was playing fourteen, he's going to be yeah. thirty-one. Yeah. Wow. He's going to be thirty-one playing twenty-five. God. Yep. I don't know if you ever watched The Facts of Life. Yeah, two. Blair, uh, Blair was still apparently nineteen when she put on eighty-five pounds and had three children. So, yeah. so nobody's yeah. in favor of year ten. To be honest with you, I if they, my TiVo has been re- Legion. <laughs> yeah, there's a possibility of them coming back. If, I'm sure. If more Legion, they left the door wet, wide, the most like wide open door I've ever seen for them to bring more Legion back. They're like, yeah. here's this ring. Come visit us anytime. Anytime oh, cool. you want to visit us, you can come visit us. But he's like, no, I'm just gonna put it in this drawer. Yeah, he literally like throws it away and tries to like eat it and like <laughs> get rid of it, throw it to the sun, like ever lose it, give it to strange women. <laughs> Everything pos- and even like stupid Lois took it. Uh, really? <laughs> See, the thing is, my TiVo started recording season eight once we moved into the new house, and I have only watched that season opener for season eight and haven't watched it since. But TiVo keeps recording it for me. You're gonna me watch it. You're gonna I'm gonna need have to. Yeah. I'm gonna have to wait till I come down with the H1N1 and then just spend the entire week watching that because there's either gonna be yeah, there's either gonna be two choices: either the H1N1 will kill me or sitting through two yeah. seasons of Smallville will kill me. So and at least you'll already be vomiting. So yes, exactly. So there you go. Okay, I'm just bothered by the fact that his Superman costume is Batman. Yeah, I know that. Uh, he, I, my theory is that he's 
that he's not even Superman. That's why they keep not saying his name. He's actually a new character that they've made up called the Red Blue Blur. Yes. Blue Blue Blue. You mean That's how everybody says it. Blue All right, everybody. You can check out these stories and many more over at the Majorspoilers.com website. And I do want to remind you to head over to the Major Spoilers forum. We've got the best of 2009 thread going on. Uh, we want you to go in there and post what you think is the best and the worst of 2009. We'll have our big holiday show coming up at the end of the year. Also, don't forget Critical Hit, a major spoilers Dungeons & Dragons podcast. A lot of people checking that out, downloading it, listening to it, all that other good stuff. We've also, also pro yes. chip. Yes. Pro tip, when you're on the forums and you start messing with a guy called Mighty King Cobra who doesn't seem to know what he's talking about, that's me, you student. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> And why uh, the Mighty King Cobra has a porn star for a PyCon, I'll never understand that either. So That's not a porn star. Who is that? That's my ex-wife. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. The porn star. It's all up on Majorspoilers.com. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi there. I'm Matthew Peterson, the incorrigible co-host of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you, dear. That was my wife. She just brought me my martini. At the top of every show, you may hear me talking about some of our darling listeners. A shout-out, if you will. If you'd like me to say something about you, all you have to do is make a donation of at least $10 to the Major Spoilers Podcast. Simply done by clicking on the Donate button at Majorspoilers.com. Every little bit helps keep that site up for another month and the podcast running just a little bit more so you can have a little bit more me and my wit and my wisdom and the charm that I bring to the comic book world. Uh, Matthew, I think what you mean to say is so we can bring the major spoilers experience to you, the faithful major spoilerite legion of fans. Shut up, Schleicher. This issue of the Major Spoilers podcast is brought to you by Past Generation Toys. With action figures from DC and Marvel, there's bound to be an action figure for you. Visit them on the web at pastgenerationtoys.com. Hey, thank you everybody for uh, listening to us talk a little bit about that. We do appreciate everyone who helps out our sponsors. And if you would have, head over to Majorspoilers.com, click on those banner links, click on all the ads. It just helps us in the long run, even if you don't buy anything. All right. Usually we have a bunch of reviews that we do in this segment. This week, though, because we have our guests here and we want to talk about Legion of Superheroes, we're going to be talking about one single issue, Superman Secret Origin Number 2, written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, and by Starring the ghost else. of Christopher Reeve. Yes. Fabian <laughs> Doris Day. All right. And someone that we actually suspect is a young one. The reason why I wanted to bring this specific issue up is because this features the Legion of Superheroes' first appearance. As, I'm guessing it's the first appearance of the Legion of the core Legion members since Final uh, Crisis, Crisis on Three Worlds, whatever that crazy series was. Is that correct? I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to define the word first and or. Well, okay, so that's the thing. We have seen in some of the other books. We have seen in some of the other books. We've seen um, Polar Boy. Sun, uh, what's his name? Sun Lad, Fire Lad, oh, Sun Boy. Sun All Boy. three of the Valley <laughs> Engineers appeared in uh, Adventure Comics number two. Uh, Saturn, Saturn yeah. Girl showed up. Cosmic Boy showed up, and Lightning Lad was kind of the focal point of the whole piece. Ah, okay. You may remember him as the guy with lightning on his chest who was on panel <laughs> for eight pages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we'd have to go and see which one came out first. 
but this one... Well, this one <laughs> came out now. That one came out previously. I know, but we have to look <laughs> at came out first. printing when dates. Fact, first. Printing for dates. all for some values of first, Steve. I'm going to say this is the, uh, the first meeting of Superboy and the Legion <laughs> in Superman's Secret Origins, a retcon of the uh, Superboy tale. Maybe because of lawsuits, maybe not because of lawsuits. Well, There's some okay. weird stuff going on with that. Technically, we've seen this exact scene before in Action yes. Comics number 858. Right. They had this yep. exact same scene drawn by the same team, done by the same it's team. A slightly different angle panels. Like, yeah. It's right. like, I can imagine like his script for this, like the exact same panels. But a little different. But a little bit different. Redraw them. And then he <laughs> cried a lot and had to redraw them. Do them for a different <laughs> angle. Make her look like Doris Day. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about that first before we get into the aspect of the story. Uh, yes. The cover, and this is something that's bugged the crap out of me ever since the first issue, and DC's continuing, I don't know, allowance to let their artists draw Superman to look like Christopher Reeve. It didn't bother me when they had the older Superman, but when you try to take a 14-year-old boy and slap a Christopher Reeve head on top of it, it just comes off creepy as all hell. It's not as scary as the very first issue where there's like a tiny alien child. I mean, yes. he is an alien. Yes, but, but the eight-year-old version. Yes, yeah. the eight-year-old version is kind of terrifying. But the question that I had for Matthew and 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 also for for our uh, for Kristen Adriana is the cover features uh, again the Legion plus Brainiac in the background. It's got uh, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy. Are they based on anybody? And I keep thinking Saturn Girl looks a lot like. Donna Reed. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you said you you said Doris. Day oh, Doris Day. Doris Day. Donna, Donna Reed. Reed. They're all the same. These clean cut fifties <laughs> fifties girls. All women are the same to Steven. <laughs> well, no, nah, they're not. They're all different. Pretty much, they're either Asian or not. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, who I, you, who do you think they look like? I told you that I think that she looks like Doris Day. Right, and. Lightning Lad looks like Fabian, and I, I'm looking at Cosmic Boy, and I'm seeing something that I know I should get, but I'm just Rock Hudson? I'm not there. Young Rock, Rock Hudson? I don't know what Young Rock Hudson looks like, uh -huh. um, but Brainiac 5 in that background looks a little bit like, uh, strangely enough, my mother's third husband, Weldon. Yeah. I, yeah I'm going to have to now. take your word for That's that. That's not the point. Definitely him. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think they just kind of look like, like Gary Frank's. Like you know, sometimes when you draw dudes, you kind of, or anyone, you have like a set characteristics that you give people, mm -hmm. and like yeah. Lightning Lad and uh, Cosmic Boy and Brainiac Five kind of look like the same person to me, except with different hair. True, it's like you just look like the same. Yeah, the only one, only people that only person I can definitely get a recognizable. This is Christopher Reeve is Christopher Reeve, baby, <laughs> on the cover. And, of course, inside we have uh, uh, John Schneider as, as Pa Kent once again. This, you know, I found this story interesting because it is, like you said, when he meets them, and there's no need to really talk about what's going on with crazy Lex Luthor and, and the sharp-pointed no nose that he has. But you're right, <laughs> this is exactly like that first meeting uh, in Action Comics, except from different angles. And I kind of got a kick out of that. Yeah, I like that. So you don't think that Lex Luthor looks like an extremely young, um, what's his name? Tyrone Gene Powers. Hackman. Oh, Gene Hackman? Uh, 
Yeah. Actually, he looks exactly like uh, Emil Burbank, Master Menace from uh, Squadron Supreme, who was actually an Ursad's Lex Luthor for, for Hyperion, who's a pseudo Superman. So, nerd. Neither, you know, nerd. <laughs> I'm glad someone said. Hey, <laughs> my name is Steven. In that first, ad- in that first adventure, in the first meeting from Action Comics, did they go to the future? Did Did Superboy get to see what the future was like? We didn't. They didn't show okay, it to wait. us in Action Comics until not until we didn't see what they did. You just like see them go away, and then they come back, and they're like, "That was great." And then this, <laughs> they actually like show you what happened when they left. And tell us what happened when they left. Uh, they go to the future. And then they made all my dreams come true. Yeah, there's like this really cute because, like, I guess when we read comics, we kind of just want those cute exchanges where they're talking and making. They're showing like character moments. I'm not really interested in the fighting. It's cool when they much. fight, but yeah. I want yeah to know who's fighting. Yeah, right. yeah, like the, they're you're they're giving a lot of character development, like char- characteristics to these people. Like in this fight, you get that like causes. Pretty serious. You get that uh, Imra is... She's sweet and made of love, but she'll kick you in the face. Yes. <laughs> and Garth is amazing because he makes amazing puns. Yes. So basically, they go back to the future, and immediately, there's some ruckus. There's, like, um, I mean, coming off of the, the like, other action comics series, they're, they're still... Have, they're, I mean, not still, but they're showing, like, uh, xenophobic attitude stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, like... Crappy people. I mean, we hate alien people. Yeah, right. we hate alien people, and they fight them. And we see Superboy uh, co- coin the term "Long Live the Legion," which is cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's great, awesome. it's cute. And then Brainiac. And then more five. importantly, yeah. Brainiac yeah. Five is there. Yeah, and he shows Most up and crushes all their fun. Yeah, yes. which is exactly what I wanted when we reread like the old ones. We're always like, why isn't Brainiac Five telling them? Not to go back in time. Why isn't he? And he did it. They gave it to me. They gave me what I wanted. Yes. I wanted him to just yell at everyone, and yes. he did. And it was perfect. <laughs> and then Garth like slow, like carefully gets them out of it by saying, "Oh well, can't you fix it since you're so smart?" Yeah. And Brainiac's like, "Indeed, I can." <laughs> and then he obviously he does somehow because uh, time and space didn't destroy itself. Yeah. It's very cute. I like and, this. And it's so nice that in one page, they're in the future, and then you flip the page, and they're back in the past, and everything's great. Right. <laughs> and Superboy gets a flight ring, and of course, they burn the tree. Matthew, was that in the original story, too? The burning of the L on the tree? Nope. I don't think so. I, they done reason, made that up. Did they? Because for <laughs> some reason, I thought that I had seen that play out before somewhere else. You may have seen that play out before somewhere else, but it wasn't in Adventure 247. Okay, was it, another, was it in another Legion story, though? I am unfamiliar with that particular uh, plot device other than here. Okay. They usually just make and, statues glow at them. <laughs> yes. Maybe sometimes. Yeah, they make an, any sort of excuse to like have it have something be a beacon to get Superboy's attention or to get <laughs> I think their attention. the most the most scandalous part of the issue for me is the ridiculously super short micro miniskirt on Triplicate Girl. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. yeah, for some reason, I had missed like, that. Holy moly. She's actually bending forward, and if she stands up straight, it's pretty much, you know. Yeah. Somehow I didn't notice that. Oh, wow. I think she's cute, though, in yeah. it, so I totally am not bothered. Yeah, yeah. maybe she's got, like, what, yeah. um, what ice skaters have underneath it. That's possible. <laughs> Underpants? You could have tights like granny panties. Oh, yeah. yeah. Granny panties. But, but she's still wearing I, I more than Martian Manhunter and Hawkman. That's true. There you go. 
But they finally gave her costume at least a little bit of flair because it's usually just a purple dress and an orange cape. Right. Yeah. yeah this is, I really like with this. Six, six eyes, you know what ugly is more. <laughs> in the, uh, I know in like the Archie Legion, when she would split off, she would have different colored costumes for each one. Yes. Was that, right. was that how it was in, in no. the first Legion? No? No. The first they just wore the same place thing. That, that, yeah, the first place that the triple color thing happened, well, kind of, sort of. I'm going to go off and do my thing for a second. The first okay. place you really see it regularly is in the the SW6 Legionnaires title right before the reboot. Oh, okay. When Dave Cockrum, um, well, Dave Cockrum didn't create the costume nonetheless. The costume that you put up for Duo Damsel a couple of weeks ago as part of the Art Appreciation moment, mm-hmm. that costume split into purple and orange. Oh, right. But almost immediately after wearing that costume, she retired and didn't wear it ever again. That's why. <laughs> she, she hated that costume. <laughs> yeah, she, well, if, if you look at it, it's like this pleather stripper nightmare. But <laughs> it's also, you know, it's the kind of thing where that's off and on. You see that orange and purple thing. Yeah. I think she had it for a while during the the, uh, the uh, last run of Volume 3, but... You know, the place where it really got the workout was in the Legionnaires title, which is actually uh, Sprouse art, which is pretty awesome. What I liked about So that's this... a long way of saying yes. Yes and no. Or no. <laughs> what I liked about this issue is both uh, Clark Kent, Superboy, and uh, Lex Luthor are really down on Smallville, really kind of talking about there's nothing here, Lex Luthor especially. But Kent also kind of starts to feel some of that. And so it's kind of a really nice moment where he can go to the future and see Smallville of the future and see that it's, you know, a big thriving city. A lot well, of it. A lot of this is, um, fr- I think a lot of it is like friendship. Like mm-hmm. a lot of this is mm-hmm. like, this what this is what happens to a boy that has crappy parents and, uh, yeah. like no friends. And this is what happens to another boy that gets magical friends from the future and really mm-hmm. nice fr- parents and mm-hmm. yeah. even a cute dog. <laughs> yeah. That we find that's kind of the cliffhanger of this issue is, uh, a rocket ship crashing to Earth, and it has an arf that we hear on the inside. So, freaking Jeff Johns making me like crypto. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no. Matthew, I think what... my biggest concern with yeah. the issue is this. Well, as with any Superboy story, it takes place roughly twenty years ago, right? Yes. In yeah, Kansas. Yes. Now, I grew up thirty years ago in a really god awful hole in the wall Kansas town. And even 30 years ago, my crappy hole in the wall town was further along than Metro- than Smallville is here. <laughs> because they're still this, driving this pickup is definitely, trucks in the 50s. Yeah. This I, is I, like I, a New Yorker's view of what the Midwest would be like. I, that's what I was going to say. The first time I ever watched the Smallville television series on the CW, and every time I go back and look at some of these stories of, of Smallville, Kansas, I think that yeah. all these artists should be forced on a death march to come to Kansas and see what the state's really like, because there aren't mountains in Kansas. There aren't these, <laughs> these cliff roads that fall off into a ravine in Kansas. If you ever read the DC Universe Encyclopedia, there's this hysterical passage, which I shall share with you now, about Smallville, Kansas. It is described as a small town on Interstate 70, halfway between Denver and Topeka. So that's Wilson, Kansas. Yeah, or Hayes, I've Kansas. I've been to Wilson, Kansas. Hayes, Kansas now, is halfway between now, Kansas City it's and actually, It's actually west of Hayes. Hayes is referenced as existing. Oh, uh, okay. So Wilson, Kansas, if you actually go on I-70, 
Eh, it, there's a town there, sort of. Mm-hmm. And it's described as, and I quote, a small town of roughly 90,000 people. <laughs> what? Just, just as a comparison, Hayes, Kansas, 20,000, one of the largest cities in western Kansas. I what? live in the capital of Kansas, Topeka, Kansas, maybe 225,000 people, maybe on a good day. Ni- a small town of 90,000 people on Interstate 70. Would be I can live in a town of 7,000 people if the college was in session. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever, yeah. Clark. <laughs> this is so much a New Yorker's version of well, To be Kansas. fair, in Smallville, they're constantly being robbed by mobsters. <laughs> it's true. There's like crazy <laughs> rampant And there's gangs. dinosaurs from holes in the ground. Yeah, it's like you can't really... And there's also an iceberg... Like a lake filled with icebergs, uh, no, right? Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. And a desert but, right next to it as well. I'm going to have to send these people death march. I'm telling you, death march. <laughs> if you look at the end of the issue with Clark in this house that obviously uh, Bo Duke built with his own bare hands and a shirt that <laughs> made out of fibers, it's all gray. And I mean, it's so – I know it's not intentionally because, you know, perish forbid, I don't want to spend a month in Kansas, but it is <laughs> – so kind of let's make this as horrible an existence as we can come up with. And it seems to be based on like 1950s movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, even down to the trucks they, they drive and the, the schools and the, uh, and, and mm-hmm. the libraries. I mean, well, I think in these in particular, I think they're really aping the uh, Superman movie. Like yeah. that's the, they're driving really old timey trucks and, Smallville is trapped in 1950, like in the movie, and I think they're just trying to like replicate what is what architecture and architecture, lack of architecture, and uh, <laughs> like old timey truck. But, to be fair, like I did movie was made thirty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Even thirty five years ago, this would have been anachronistic. So it's kind of entertaining to me. Although I have seen that truck, and I think that's Lex <laughs> Luthor's father driving the truck. Isn't yes, it? it is. It's supposed to be. Yeah, okay. and there's implications that Lex has cut the brakes on the car so that his dad would dr- uh, die, so he could go off and do whatever that Lex that, wants to do. And in the end, his father does old. die from a heart attack. So the Earth One Lex Luthor did, in fact. Well, maybe, sort of. His parents died. Historically, his parents died in a very strange manner that made people think Lex did it. Yeah. And he inherited family fortune. In the Superman animated fortune. series. Yeah, in this case, there is no family fortune. But in yeah. uh, in the Superman animated series, there's an implication that he also killed his parents in some mishap. But here, he wants Does to get Superman rid of his dad. Does animated series ever get to his To his what? His half-sister, Lena. Lena No, never did. And that's something that I've always wanted to bring up because most readers who have been reading for 20 years or so probably haven't encountered the half-sister or the full sister as it is in this. We we actually came upon her in in our um, podcast and we were like, who the hell is this? She was was being kidnapped. We're like, who? Who is this? Who's being kidnapped? He has what? Yeah, it was... (laughs) Wow, we have had no idea who she was and that she existed. She's None. pretty much written off in this series, in, in this issue, because we never have seen her in two issues. But yeah. then, then we get to the part where Lex is like, yes, my sister is going to go stay with my aunt or whoever, and I'm going to go move to Metropolis. And that's Well, he says that his her. aunt's coming there to take oh, care of right. his sister. Right, right, right. So does that mean his sister is in the house somewhere, somewhere. with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kept mentioning the sister, so I'm sure that she's going to get superpowers someday and <laughs> do something important. 
Maybe. Maybe she'll be the new Supergirl. Matthew, That's what, what I was thinking. Movie? That would be because she's bad. blonde. That's the only well, reason why. There are Matthew. only three hair colors in comics, by the way. Yeah, you're only you can only be Supergirl if you're blonde. Matthew, you said you had a problem with the xenophobia aspect of the issue. Oh my God, Kristen's <laughs> eyes just lit up because she does too. <laughs> well, who wants I to go first? I love the fact that uh, me, okay, me, go, go. it's the Matthew. Even they show won't here. hear me for a full six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> See, I time now. <laughs> the The problem that I have when Johns revamped the Legion um, during the Action Comics run, this is supposed to be the Legion that we read about pre Crisis, the original quote-unquote legion yes and they came up with a xenophobia plot which i really liked that context where things had gotten out of control and xenophobia caused the legion to break up bloody bloody blue it's used here almost as the central core of what the legion is about and they're apparently now going to be retconning all legion stories to be about xenophobia somehow it just it it bugs me that in the 31st century when we're supposed to be, you know, the Legion is not a dystopian Blade Runner future. It's a shiny, glow-in-the-dark, forbidden planet future. Well, that's oh probably bad. Holding your hand through With the internet. With R.E.M. music playing in the background. <laughs> shiny, happy. <laughs> the Legion is one of the, it, it should not be a future that's filled with, you know, dark clones and people bursting into flame and their heads exploding because of scanners. You know, yeah. the Legion is the kind of future where everybody has a flying car and... You know, it's Star Trek: The Next Generation, not Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Kristen, what were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I basically the exact same thing. I actually didn't like the whole. She made me read the storyline that had the initial xenophobia thing. Crazy. What do you mean? I made you, you read made it. Me. It's got Legion in it. And I actually didn't like that aspect because it's supposed to be the 31st century. It seems crazy that the human race as a whole became super crazy. Like everybody's a redneck racist. I was like, right. oh. That seems odd. So I understand why they'd want to use it because you could probably do a lot with it because it's a little group of interplanetary people having to fight against how much Earth hates them. And so I understand using it as a pilot. I just don't like it. And it, it just really hangs the lantern on a problem of the early Legion. And it's a problem that I've talked about at length anytime we bring up Tyrock, Kid oh, Quantum, God. the second invisible kid. This is all about xenophobia and hatred and exclusion. And the heroes who stand against it are a bunch of white kids, with the exception of the one who's yeah. green. But he's still a blue-eyed, blonde. Right. He still has blonde hair. <laughs> they, he's, he's green, and that's as alien as they get. Well, they let the yeah, fat I'm, kid in. Looking at this, <laughs> yeah, they let the fat, the fat white kid. Guys, I don't think you understand. There's the no black people kid. in the future. They're all on an island, and they didn't want to hang right. out with <laughs> Phases in and out of reality. <laughs> so sometimes there's black people, you, but sometimes there's not. <laughs> yes. If you look at the sequence in the future, there's only like eight pages. So granted, you know, it's it's future light, but there are there's nobody in this whole sequence with the xenophobes, but white bipedal carbon-based humanoids. There's not, not even an alien in sight. Are you going to tell me that something about Clark Kent or Garth Rands is so off-putting yeah. <laughs> that you're going to look at them and go, alien! They look, Garth Rands looks like one of the kids from Boondock Saints, for God's sake. <laughs> and if you, look, if you look at Super Bowl here, you know, you're just like, hey, didn't he star in Death Trap? Yeah. What is so alien? <laughs> what is so 
what are you going to look at and say is wrong? Even when the girls show up, when triplicate girl and phantom girl are there, they're both like, Tee-hee, look at us, we're white girls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that's like, just, been like a real problem with the Legion. And they've tried to like fix it in every and like every reincarnation they've like tried to address it i love kid quantum girl i, I know She's one of but my kid quantum characters. the original kid quantum was you know put in there oh we retconned him he was actually the seventh member of the legion but if you read anything about him he's an arrogant sack of crap yeah. yes no so we're, we're gonna put in this yeah, character in the name of diversity and we're gonna make him a rat bastard Right. Yes. The girl kid quantum is amazing. She was a badass. She was actually the Legion leader for and a She bit. was a badass when yeah. she was leader. Yeah. And she and had like, the best power ever because her yes. power changed every single issue. She yeah. had, like, the That's true. Yes. That was awesome. She's like, oh, by she the way, can I can do, do amazing anything things. necessary for the plot. That's yes. her <laughs> power. Whatever writer needs. Like Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like um, with big hair. And like <laughs> I loved her giant hair. I like, loved her. The like minorities that they did leave are like Dawnstar and don't get me don't get I Kristen know. Star. I Dawnstar. hate Dawnstar. Everybody loves Dawnstar and I hate Dawnstar. Gross. What's wrong her with Her new outfit Native is American. quite amazing. I don't like magical Native Americans and things. I don't. I don't Native Americans are not magical. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what you're saying is that the, the little skin fringes were too much? A little too much for me. A little too much. I liked her Isn't... alien counterpart, right? Shikari is really cool. Because she wasn't a weird Shikari magical Native American. Shikari she was is a weird from... magical bug girl from France. Yes! But she's less... A... She doesn't look like... She's not like Pocahontas in a stripper yeah. outfit. Yeah, she's not like um, <laughs> what you would see in a drawing... From like the 1920s of what a Native American looks like. It's like, oh my god, really? Like, she, Dawnstar looks See, like she came out of a burlesque show. It's like, it's Dawn not just Star that she's Native American. It's, yeah. It's not just she's that super she's, Native American. Yeah, yeah. It's like, at least, like, I don't know if you read Rebels. You guys read Rebels? No, I have not read that series. I well, they actually talk about, like, they, they go to that. They go place to that place. Magical Native Americans. Yeah, they go to ma- wherever ma- magical Native Americans come from. Santa, Santa Fe. Yes, and they and they take one, and they. I'm like, awesome, a Native American character that's not offensive looking and has like, like dumb powers. Like, yeah. like I don't. Uh, they're like, we're gonna get a minority, and we're gonna make them as minority. It's like, uh like fucking vibe. Kristen, I don't think I told you who Vibe is. The Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah, no, yes, yes, you did, you did, you did. It's like, he's going to be from the streets, and his music is his power. Like, really? That's like one step away from him wearing a sarape, from like having a sombrero, and and, like his power is throwing burritos at you. Really? It's like. I was Puerto Rican, he brought. Oh, and I think we lost Matthew for a moment. Oh, yeah, he cut out. Let's see if he comes back. What did you guys think of the art? on this issue. I, I guess my biggest problem is they need to stop drawing everybody to look like uh, some real life counterpart and just draw, draw faces. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, like I think sometimes he is just drawing faces because a lot of his faces look kind of default yeah, to me. You, you can tell it, it, like I said, it's like when there's a little bit of distance, they're a little bit away from the camera, the, everybody looks great. Yeah. When they're close yeah. up, he's like, it's too much face detail. Everybody looks like an old man head on a vaguely little kid body. Like, yeah. if you look at the last page of the first issue, um, that is like the best picture of Superboy he's ever done. Yeah. It's like, because he doesn't have a million lines mm-hmm. on his face. Mm-hmm. And he looks adorable, and he looks like a little kid. Yeah. In like, yep. a little outfit that looks very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. 
Matthew, is there something about the art you don't like? Um, yes. What didn't you like? The big creepy eyes on everyone. <laughs> but that's a big thing now, right? And aren't we supposed to be taking the uh, the uh, Japanese influenced anime and manga and bring that into our our modern comic books? I don't care what we're supposed to do. They got big creepy eyes. <laughs> well, and nothing it's is more creepier than face. those giant that glasses crap? that Clark Kent used to wear. And I used to wear big old glasses like that. Oh. I didn't look that creepy. I looked dorky, but not creepy. <laughs> Actually, you did look pretty. <laughs> I, I look pretty? Oh, you cut out there right at the end, Matthew. Uh, so what is everybody going to give? We give them the meatloaf rating here. One to five slices of meatloaf for Superman's secret origin. Uh, Kristen. I should probably give it a five. I love the story. And for the most part, if I squint a little bit, the art is great. As long as I'm not looking very close yeah. at faces. Yeah. All right, me Adriana. Too. It gave me like everything that I wanted. Like honestly, I wish that, um, I wish this little kid Legion. I wish this was what they were doing. Yeah, I wish it was just this. I don't really care for the adults as much. Mm-hmm. Like I want my teenage superheroes in the future. Yeah, teenage <laughs> is like teens. one of the key words in that in that part. So um, I really like this. A five. I'll say a five. Matthew. I would say it's above average. The art has its issues, and I'm not thrilled with bits and chunks of the plot. And yes, maybe I'm old, but I would have really liked to see a retelling of Adventure 247, where the three kids come back in time and play this massive Shrek on Clark Kent and just screw his head for 14 pages. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been amazing. I want to see. I, I want to see Clark Kent in tears because the alien <laughs> children are like, they were mean to me, Mom! And they made fun of my powers! Nobody's underwear on the outside! Uh, I'm gonna go three slices of meatloaf. It's good. Uh, I was I was put off by the xenophobia, by the fact that Kansas apparently exists 20 years beyond 20 years ago. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of good stuff going on here, and if you can get past Gary Frank you know, apparently being in love with Christopher Reeve. I think it's a good book. I'm going to give it uh, four slices of the old meatloaf. I love seeing the Legion and and how they really took that story and expanded upon what we saw before. And uh, uh, didn't care for the art. I think that was my biggest drawback. Don't care for the Lex Luthor bit. He just really is a creepy, creepy SOB. I do want to know how they're going to explain how he knows Clark Kent, but isn't gonna figure out who he is without his like, you know when he there's a bit there where um clark is in the in the in the library and uh-huh. and uh luthor is carrying around that giant metropolis book and yes. he's like oh hey what are you reading there and uh and luthor's like do i know you and he goes <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're that clumsy boy who liked to read and he goes to reach out and shake his hand and, and luthor's like eh. you know i think that's mm-hmm. kind of that right there is kind of an explanation of Luthor would rather just forget about everything in Smallville, and I think it's a mental thing. I think he's got a mental issue, and that's probably how they're going to write that off. There's also the fact that it's established that Superman vibrates his head when he's... Yes. <laughs> right. Of course, yes. I forgot. Now, oh. wait, has anybody else looked at page five in the gratuitous lens flare? Uh, where, did you add that in, Matthew? <laughs> I did. All right. One of the other things that I know people are anxiously awaiting this week is the announcement of the winner of the Major Spoilers Third Annual Costume Contest. Almost 90 entries this year in the contest. I think we had 87, 88 is what it topped out at. We narrowed yeah, it down to five. Entries and almost 10 people. Yes. 
We narrowed it down to five between the Major Spoilers crew, and then this week we asked everyone to vote on the Major Spoilers website of their favorite. The winner gets a fathead, stat, uh, fathead wall art from fathead.com. The uh, second place winner gets, a, a, ironically, an Atomic Robo mini statue. So, Matthew, who did you pick? Who did you like as your number one pick this week out of the top five? We had an, an Atomic Robo. We had a Teen Titans Robin. We had a Justice Lord Superman. We had Darkness from the movie Legend. And then we had Captain Marvel or Marvel or Shazam, depending Marvel. on what end of the lawsuit you're on. <laughs> Captain Marvel, Shazam was the wizard. And Marvel <laughs> is that, that guy that Marvel trots out every five years trying to convince us that death is final in comics. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually went, uh, as I often do, against the majority, and I went with uh, uh, Robin from the Teen Titans. I thought that was... Because a- I love... I love the way he worked into it. And the thing that's fascinating is that's an example of somebody who whose costume works because he looks right. Mm-hmm. He sells that. If you put that on somebody who wasn't, you know, that particular person, you might not pull it off. And I love the fact that he went to the trouble of squaring off the boots and doing the masks so that it, you know, approximates those anime eyes that are yep. so creepy. Yep. <laughs> Kristen, who did you go for? Actually, I was thinking Robin too. I, I really like that it's it so looks like his little cartoon outfit. Like it's awesome. His shoes are awesome, and he works as that Robin. That's the same exact reasons. Actually, you just said I totally love that Robin one. And Adriana, yeah. Kristen is apparently uh, the female version of me. <laughs> <laughs> I um went with Atomic Robo because I have a thing for robots, <laughs> and. Uh, that is, I, I can't. Even, I don't even understand how he made that, like, happen. It's that's pretty. I don't understand. Like, like one is like so. You know, if you sew something, that's pretty amazing to me as well. Right. But this is like, there's some sewing in there, but there's also something somehow did something. He made a robot. Made a robot happen in front of me. You know and what? The eyes that, are really good too. That costume, except for the eyes and the pants, cardboard. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. it so doesn't look like cardboard. Yeah. It looks exactly like Atomic Robo looks. As these came in, I got to see all the entries, all 87 entries as they came in. And the first time that I, and I think Robin entered fairly early in the competition, I was like, oh, this is hands down the winner. This is hands down the winner. And then the legend costume came in, the darkness, the big uh, <laughs> devil with the horns. I was like, oh, this one's going to get high praise. Then there was uh, this great shot, and I think it's the same guy who, who, uh, came in with the legend costume, also did a war machine costume and it's him yeah. at an air show in the war machine costume, pushing a stroller. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this is the one that's going to win. And uh, then atomic robo came in and I was blown away by that. And that is who I had to vote for. I did appreciate, you know, the, the person, Josh Mayfield, who did captain Marvel. Uh, he's actually one of our regulars up on the major spoilers.com website. And so I was glad to see him kind of make it into the finalists. And I like the fact that he spent some time on, on designing the costume and, and making it himself yeah. uh, out of whatever he had available. Some, that's super nice. I, yeah. But I had to go with Atomic Robo, and uh, apparently that's how everyone else has voted as well. Matthew, do you have some scores, numbers, anything yes. like that? With 11,296 votes posted. Wow. Okay, it's two, 760. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was vamping for time as I got to the poll page. Atomic Robo leading 57% of the vote for Robo. 55% of 760 is 
well, let's say 47. Uh, Robin coming a close second at 17%. Uh, Justice Lord Superman, who, that's awesome, by the way. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> 12% of the vote, uh, the darkness getting 8% because, well, who doesn't like attacking the darkness? And <laughs> 6% for Captain Marvel. And I, I love the fact that he did the Fred McMurray facial expression, yeah, too. Yeah, from the Alex Ross painted uh, cover. <laughs> he, That's so he great. He did the Fred McMurray face, which I think is beautiful. Now, I follow a, all the links that come into major spoilers, especially if they're from sites that aren't Google or Yahoo or something like that. And I clicked on one, and it happened to be Robin, the the person uh, who entered as Robin, posting on another website going, oh, I don't think I'm going to win this, but please, everybody, go out and vote for me. It's going to suck for him because not only did he get beat out by the Atomic Robo guy, the second-place prize is an Atomic Robo statue, so he's going to be forever reminded forever reminded that he got whipped by Atomic Robot. Oh, oh, irony, thy name is Major Spoilers. We'll have the uh, we'll have the winner, and I believe some pictures he sent along of himself out of costume and some of the building process uh, later this week on the Majorspoilers.com website. So thank you, everybody, for entering the Major Spoilers contest. We have a lot more contests going on because I've got, quite frankly, a lot of crap to give away here in the Major Spoilers <laughs> headquarters. So keep looking the major spoiler at the major Steven spoilers is website. Literally for that. full of crap. I am. <laughs> Boy. Boy. That toilet That's later is gonna be so sorry. Uh, okay, everybody. Yeah. We're gonna take this quick break and we will be right back. Hello there, this is Flappy. And from the days going all the way back to when I first started on D and D, I when the first the first character I first character I created was based upon uh, the White Witch, <clears throat> Misa. And then, even after that, I still continued following Legion. I didn't really like the Archer Legion, but then I started coming back into it uh, after years away. It is one of the best. Get rid of Block. Let Matter Reader Lad eat him, and it'll be all swell. Maybe have a nice little fight between Matter Reader Lad, Bouncing Boy, and Block, and Misa. A battle royale, winner take all. Bye. All right, thanks, Slappy, for that comment. Matthew, you want to comment on Slappy's comment? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty tough one for I you, have, isn't it, Matthew? I have a couple things to say. This okay. is the thing about the Legion, and I've said this. If you read the hero histories that I've written about the Legion, I try to make it clear that... Your mileage may vary. Not every Legionnaire is going to be your favorite. I'll come out and I'll admit it right now. Cannot stand Sunboy. Never cared for Sunboy. I think Sunboy is an alpha jock douchebag, okay? <laughs> but the fact that Sunboy exists as a Legionnaire is fine because if you are an alpha jock douchebag, you need to have something to look up to. I have Bouncing Boy. Rodrigo has Matter Eater Lad. Steven has Dawnstar. He actually wears yeah. that costume on the weekends. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I, I'm I look up not a big fan of kinetics. Funny. I never really cared for kinetics, you know? In in my mind, if I had to, a choice of being saved by kinetics or Streaky the Super Cat, <laughs> I'm going Streaky all the way, you know? Chlorophyll Kid to me, I prefer to kinetics. But that's not the point of the Legion. The point of the Legion is even the Alpha Jock douchebag has something to contribute. And part of the reason that I love Block is because Block always struck me as Adriana said she loves the Teenage Legion. When all the kids were grown up and being parents and doing whatever the heck it is that they do when they do what they do, 
I like the fact that Block was basically a 12-year-old kid. He was like Eddie Haskell. Gee, uh, Mrs. Saturn girl, that's a really cute hat. Yeah, on there. Block was like still a teenage kid when all of the other Legionnaires were grown up and trying to be grown ups. And Block's one of the few Legionnaires who, yeah, he's still humanoid, but he's clearly not human. So yeah. you don't have to love him. All that means is that you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to our listeners like that. Jeez. Jeez. Hey, we Slappy's, wanted to talk. Slappy's been baiting me for months. I know. He's been trying to hurt my feelings. And it <laughs> he worked. Made fun yes. Of my underwear So we've been talking a lot about the Legion of Superheroes, but we really haven't been talking about what's been going on in the Legion lore uh, since probably the last time you two were on the show. (laughs) The one thing that everybody has questions about, though, is what in the hell happened at the end of Crisis of Three Worlds or whatever the hell this Legion of Three Worlds (laughs) series was? Colon. Legion of Three Worlds. Well, this this series actually came out of somebody's colon, I think. So, <laughs> Final Crisis colon. So the big question that uh, you know people have had ever since I guess the Legion reappeared in Action Comics a couple of years ago was, well, what Legion is this? Because we had the original Legion who grew up to become old people, then we have the Archie but Legion they- during the reboot Legion, and then we had the three boot Legion. You know what's going on with all of these legions and crisis on on three war uh, crisis of three legions? Tried to answer that, attempted and, to. Yeah, well, let let me take this and be super anal comic book guy for just a moment. <laughs> wait, wait. As opposed to I'm all go- the other, I'm times? going to rest here in my androids dungeon and explain something very <laughs> important. When Jeff Johns reintroduced this legion. He introduced the pre-Crisis Legion. Now, there's a problem with that that I'll get to in a minute. But the Crisis on Infinite Earth started affecting the Legion around 1987, which is right about the point of Legion Volume 3, which is, was the big shiny series that relaunched, mm-hmm. number 27. Mm-hmm. 27 is the first issue before they introduce the whole thing where Superboy is revealed to be from a pocket universe. Time Trapper kills him. Monel, Saturn Girl, and the others go back in time, try to fight the Time Trapper. Everybody gets blowed up real good. 27 is that basically that cutoff point where, according to Johns, we no longer saw the real Legion. We then saw an alternate version of the Legion for, for whom the Superboy of the Pocket Universe was real. So you, Steve, look at me and you go, okay, well, there's three what? Legions. There's I look at you the original go, Legion. What? See, the original like Legion. He's asleep. He's asleep. <laughs> the original Legion, the rebooted Legion, and the three booted or WKRP Legion are three different versions of the Legion. Right. Well, now we actually have to take into account that somewhere in the middle of that original Legion, around 1988, 87, it became a different Legion. So right. things that happened didn't happen. One of the things that didn't happen until after that breakoff point, Polar Boy being elected leader. Mm-hmm. Saturn girl Saturn girl having her babies happened after or actually most of the stories that came with that. She had her baby right before, but we didn't find out that her baby grew up to be validus until afterwards. So that so may not that, have happened. Is that break off point at zero hour? No. Okay. Zero hour is a good ten years later. Okay. But thanks for playing and you'll be all going right. home with some love. Well, I'm just trying to everybody's trying to figure out what's going on on, on all these stories. 
Legion of Superheroes 27 would basically have a Legion where if the core Legionnaires are about 27, 28, mm-hmm. your Saturn girl, your Cosmic Boy, your Lightning Lad, Locke is a, is a member. The newest Legionnaires would be Polar Boy and Telus and Sensor Girl and Quizlet. Mm-hmm. So basically, your latest Legionnaire at that point is probably Quizlet. Yeah. Things that happened after that point that we don't know if they really happened. When Wildfire got a solid body, um, all the stuff that happened in the five-year gap when they all grew up and Dawnstar got her wings chopped off and Lightning Lad got some weird disease and Cosmic Boy lost his powers and married, married Night Girl and they had a baby. All that stuff for this iteration of the Legion either happened differently or didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. Block, block getting murdered. Uh, the White Witch, uh, I think, killed herself in Volume 4. I don't remember. The White Witch marrying Mordru never happened. But the basics of the Legion, up to the point where they said Clark Kent was no longer Superboy and he can't be your Superboy in your Legion because he's part of my part of the universe and I'm going to be an editor. Hi, my name's John Byrne. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that part in. Everything before that still happened. So all those creepy old stories where the kids came back in time and played with Clark Kent's head theoretically happened. Polar Boy still created a substitute legion and was rejected because he was too short. All these things still essential. (laughs) But certain legion characters now only exist in alternate realities, which makes it even more complicated. Now, where we previously had three separate versions of the legion, each one with little subcategory universes. Right. Now, now we actually have technically four separate legions. For all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's incredibly complicated and it's supposed to simplify things. It's supposed to be easier because now you've got the original Legion that everybody loves, but we threw in excess and gates who were really right. the best part. Well, the best part of the rebooted Legion. But that's all kind of have, explained in this, in this, uh, uh okay. the Legion of three worlds. Do right? you find I mean, it explained? I don't, I mean, we come to find out that they're all from different timelines, all from different realities that right. they've all come to this nexus of through the uh, through one of these crystal ball things that isn't the same crystal ball that uh, the JSA and the JLA used to use with one another. That is correct. And so they bring them all into quote unquote the Earth Prime universe or Earth Zero universe or whatever the current timelines that Johns and DC have cooked up. They, I think they mostly call it New Earth now. And they they're kicking the crap out of the Time Trapper who. Bum, 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 is Superboy Prime all aged? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. What, what did you guys yeah. think of that reveal? What did you guys think of that okay. reveal? Well, the thing is, like, I didn't really care who the Time Trapper was because Time Trapper's been everyone. The Time Trapper has been your mom, okay? Yeah. Like, what? Time matter. Trapper that explains so much. Like, I didn't care. I'm like, I don't care who it is. I don't care. I was annoyed because the big reveal about who the bad guy is is he's the bad guy that you're already fighting. It's like, it's like, I was kind of okay with it, because how are you going to end it if you bring Superboy Prime out of the closet? Uh, <laughs> like, rewrite that somehow so it doesn't sound like how it sounded. I, but um, <laughs> if you take out Superboy Prime and, you got, and you're trying to fight him with a bunch of people who don't want to kill him, right. how are you going to get rid of him? Set him on fire. Super- yeah, <laughs> super another Superboy Prime and fine. I mean, I'm I'm like that's not what bothered me. 
about that's like like the basic story is like okay, a bunch of legionnaires show up. Uh, the there's a big bad. He's a bad guy, and uh, they are like, oh my god! And then he gets a bunch of other bad guys to help him out. And you're like, oh my god! How are we going to fight all these bad guys? We'll get even more good guys, and then they do, and they get every good guy they can find. They even get people from the Green Lantern Corps, and they get uh, lots of, and they even get flashes to and help. Teen Titans, and, all the Teen Titans we can find. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> every Teen Titan, everyone, everyone. Come all the help ones us. that died, bring them back. Yes, yeah. And so everyone, like play. everyone, everyone, come help us because we can't use lethal force, so we have to just. Just kind of push, put blankets over top of everyone. Just you have to all, everyone, hug them, hug them, hug them to death. And so the, frantically they try to bring all these people together, and then they're like, "Well, we can't really get rid of this one guy. He's too powerful." We threw flashes and green lanterns and and even another Superboy at them. Even maybe five Superboys. Shouldn't one Superman have, and maybe one Superboy been it? Well, shouldn't that have been all you needed? No, they need more. Because he needs to bring back more people. Because Bart was still dead and Khan was still dead. You just dead. wanted Bart, which I, I did too. You did whatever. too. Don't lie to me. I know. It's like, and then at the end, it turns out that the bad guy is also this other bad guy. And then they use those bad guys to take out each other. That wasn't but even... But it turned out the bad guy was the bad guy. I don't even care about that. That's not my problem with it. My problem was like that, that weird part at the end where he's like a weird person on the message boards. Yes. That is, I don't understand that. Okay, Matthew. That, so tell that, us, tell us where that, first of all, let's talk about where Superboy Prime came from. He came from a planet, a universe with Earth Prime. Let's take a moment because we have to explain something about comic book writers. Comic book writers are friggin' egomaniacs. And way back in the 1950s, they came up with this parallel Earth thing, right? Was that and a Carmine Drew, Infantino uh, deal? That would proper? be Gardner Fox. Okay. Yes. And Gardner Fox and his editor, Julie Schwartz, loved the parallel Earth so much that they created Earth Prime, which to them was the actual real world of Earth Prime. The one that you and I live in. The world we live in, the world outside your window. And at the end of the Crisis on Infinite Earths, somebody said, you know what would be cool? And created Earth Primes. Well, not first, but we'll say first in air quotes. <laughs> I don't have Rodrigo Supergirl. here backing me up. <laughs> I know. And Earth Prime's first superhero was Superboy Prime. But on Earth Prime, everybody read the comic adventures of what's happening on Earth 1 and 2. So in order to put themselves in the story, Gardner and Julie created this world that's supposed to be our world. But now it can't be our world anymore, except now it is. So stay with <laughs> me. What I think what bothered me about the ending was how self-referential and how mocking yes. it was of me yes. as as a guy who snarks on websites, you know, about the comics, to turn the ultimate villain into a guy who ends up sitting at home whining and snarking on websites about the comics, it felt like Jeff Johns going, neener pants on you, stupid website guy. <laughs> well, I... It was just like, like, I could have been, I could have, like, swallowed the story and been fine with it if it wasn't for, like, that last page where he's typing on the internet. I'm I like, I'll be I back, I'll always be back, I'll always survive. There was like, John, I 
I didn't know. I did not know where Superboy Prime. I didn't. I had never. Okay, Chris I know a lot about American comics, but I don't know everything. I don't. I, I had a vast hole in my knowledge about Earth Prime. I did not know what Earth Prime was, and then she told me, and I was like weeping for days. Like, okay, but- and that okay. This was this issue. The last issue of it came out the day before we were going to San Diego. Yeah, for Comic Con. We were going to Comic Con. Okay, so no, picture this. She reads this, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I'm, my arms are in the air. I'm screaming. Maybe she's not a, that. She's much, so upset. But... And then I'm like, "Oh, you don't know what the multiverse is?" And, and she's I'm like, like, "What the what?" And I, I was like, "Okay, I will explain to you what the multiverse is." She's like, "That." And so I explained to her, and she's like, "That is stupid." And then I say, "Well, it's not actually that stupid because there's a lot more Earths." That are way dumber. And then I went on Wikipedia and I read to her what different Earths there were. And we both started crying, actually. Because, like, have, have you ever, like, been so exhausted? Yes. And, like, tired? And then think about the next day you're going to be mugged by, like, all the humanity in the world at a comic book convention that worships. You know, and you're just like, tomorrow I'm going to head to a place there's nothing but this. Nothing but this. And it's going to be filtering into my body and in the air that I breathe. And then you're just kind of like overwhelmed. And then we both were crying. And la- we're like, very sad. it was like the, the one that I think made us both cry was the one where I told her there was an earth where Superman and Hitler were killed by Martians. And so there was no World War II. And she literally were crying. I don't know how to explain to you, like, like the ridiculousness of it, like literally hurt us. And we were just like so. I don't know. It's like, it's, I didn't. Know. I didn't know something that dumb existed in this thing that I love, and so I was devastated. Yeah. You guys have been devastated for a while. I was newly devastated. <laughs> so, I, are you guys I familiar? This stuff firsthand. No, are you guys familiar no. with the concept of the Superboy Prime Punch? Don't you? Yes, dare. where he punched reality. And- <laughs> yes. Dear. Well, yeah. that's kind of what happened at the end of the series. He punched himself so hard that he that he altered his own. Okay. universe and send himself back to earth prime I, that's what i, I thought was to... kind of clever about the ending but yes i agree I... about the uh the matthews in the basement writing on the interwebs is... <laughs> i want to stand up for a second and do something un- out of out of character and i want to take a moment to kind of defend the writer here and i'll tell you i read something that made this series made much more make much more sense to me and it went something like this the time trapper is not a person. Mm-hmm. The it's time trapper. Shut up. The time <laughs> trapper. I will kill you, you bald mofo. The time trapper is a sentient alternate reality. And as such, takes whatever face is appropriate to attacking the reality which he's attacking. So at the end of the original uh, five-year gap agent, it was appropriate for him to have the face of Cosmic Boy. And during the reboot Legion, it was appropriate for him to be a girl and be implied to be Kara Zor-El. Mm-hmm. And here it was appropriate to the story for him to take on a face that was essentially Superboy Prime. He's kind of a, a force which is whatever is, whatever is dramatically appropriate, for all lack of a better point. So the Time Trapper is more of a conceptual reality, which I bought. And then I looked at it and I really appreciated, you know, when you go through and you you look at the series from that perspective, Time Trapper's not a person, he's a thing, and that thing looks like a person on occasion. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. And at the yeah, moment I'm fine with that. I just the moment that's like for me is at the end. 
when they brought when Legion they after Legion after Legion in, and they're like, you know what we really need? Legionnaires who don't exist anymore. Because <laughs> George Perez wants to draw all these costumes that he really loved when he was a kid. <laughs> all right, hit it. Give him a two-page spread and be done with it. Because we got to clear that we got to bust these sets and be ready for Infinite Secret Crisis Invasion tomorrow. <laughs> and I love the fact that they included uh, Colossal Boy in his Bucky Goldstein Jewish cowboy outfit, which right. I love so much, <laughs> with a flying belt. And I love the fact that Feral Lad is there, and he's dead, and Monstrous is there, and the Cosmic Boy from the Three Boot Legion is there, and Thunder and Kara Zor-El and all these schmucks who are Legionnaire for about eight minutes. You know, I I love that. And then I love the fact that I'm going to make a painful admission here. In Legion of Three Worlds number five, there's a two-page spread in the middle of the book. And Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl and Lightning Ladder floating in the middle. And right below Cosmic Boy's feet is a guy who I have no idea who in God's name it is. Oh, let's look. The green guy? Is he green? no, he's red with kind of a, a, a vaguely phallic chest symbol coming up out of his red belt. That's Red Rocket, right? I don't know. I have no idea who that is. And I love the fact that me, having read the Legion off and on for years, having a damn near complete collection of Legion, and having sat down and written this project week after week, even when it physically hurt me to write about kinetics, <laughs> even, even when I had to reach down and find the testicular fortitude to say, something meaningful about alchemist. <laughs> you know, I, I look at this and I'm like, who the hell is that? Now I'm going to have to go. But see, I can't even do what most people do because when most people want to know who the hell is that weird legionnaire, they go to major spoilers and read what I wrote. <laughs> so now I have to go and figure out who the heck it is. Red Rocket. I don't know who it is. It's not Red Rocket. There is no legionnaire <laughs> named Red Rocket. <laughs> Shut there your is mind. now. There's there's because it's yeah. called like Adventure Twenty Four Seven, and uh, the people that frequent that place and the person that runs it are much more powerful than I could ever be. And I, they have like a completely annotated uh, Legion of Three Worlds because they like to punish themselves, oh, and yeah. they, they will, they will know if you ask. I'm sure, so, I'm sure one of them will like email you. If you're listening right now, people who run Adventure 24-7, my name's Matthew. And I will personally give you a shout-out if you give me a hint, not an explanation, the hint of where I can find this person in the Captain America boots and the evening gloves with the pseudo-penis on his chest. <laughs> and he glows. Don't hold that against him. Lots of Legionnaires glow. That's true. And uh, this particular two-page spread is wonderful to me because it has magnet Magnetic Kid and... Kid Psycho, and if you look close, you can see Porcupine Pete and that purple guy who used to show up in all the Keith Giffen stories. Yeah. All these characters who don't exist anymore, but they're still Legionnaires. Because really, the point of if you love the Legion is no matter who you are, no matter how much you love the Legion, and when you started reading it, one of your favorites got retconned. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law of averages. Well, if you this... look in the lower right, you'll see Tyrock, who looks like Elvis by way of Vegas. Right. <laughs> and it's the Vegas Legion. Tyrock <laughs> is one of my favorites, and Tyrock is down there going, look at me, I don't exist anymore. And over there, <laughs> there's Laurel Kent, and then Kent Shakespeare, not the same guy, different guy. And then there's Kono, and, and, <laughs> and, and Stone Boy, and like five different triplicate girls. It's, 
And Night Girl, when she had that weird thing on her head, on her chest that was supposed to be an owl, but the actually horrible looked, insect queen. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be an owl, but it looks like a smaller subset of breasts, <laughs> as though she were like a, an English setter with multiple rows in case she had a litter. And <laughs> oh tell us with his big rubbery fists, and then Matter Eater Lad from the the Three Boot Legion, who I always want to call Omnivore. Because they should have, they should have had Matter Eater Lad and Bouncing Boy come back in the Reboot Legion, call them Ricochet and Omnivore, to go with Alchemist and Leviathan and Andromeda and, and all the other meaningless multisyllabic names. I never did understand why they didn't just rename Lightning Lass as Cloudburst or some such. <laughs> one of the one of the things that was kind of key to this whole Legion story was the fact that there were a team of Legionnaires in the past doing things either collecting lightning in a little lightning rod that we saw previously at the death of, of Lightning Lad in the first series, or in the case of Starman, going up and digging up the body of Connor Kent and placing it in a uh, some kind of a Kryptonian it's, healing chamber for a thousand It's the regeneration years. chamber that Kal-El used to come back from the dead after Doomsday broke his face. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. Nerd. <laughs> Uh, so the question, I guess I'm, I'm thinking I missed an issue. Adriana thinks or, I'm a hero. Thank you or I skipped <laughs> over something. But what was in the what was in the lightning rod? What was Bart. The, Bart. Bart. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. But I just I, I'm either missing something. I either skipped issue four or yeah, you did. Everything was just going so fast. I just ignored it's, it. It's really hard. Like when we were re- reading it, God, like yeah, we just had to sit down and go over all five issues because I don't know what happened, even though I read it. And we were yeah. both, both like had lots of moments where we we're like, wait, wait, what are they doing? Wait, what are they doing? Yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. doing? It was it kind a crazy of went like series. This. It was like fighty 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 fighty, big double page spread, fighty fighty. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's that guy, fighty fighty, and scene. I think one of the things that hurt this series was the fact that it was delayed. So much. There was a huge gap between uh, issues three and four, and then again between yeah. four and five, which really caused me to lose interest in the series. Yeah, I forgot what was happening. I, yeah, I forgot because it's so complicated. You forgot what was happening. Like, like, to begin yeah. with, like seven different groups of people doing something. To begin with, like it was supposed to be bi-monthly, which already, like, I mean, you have to understand that there's a trillion characters. There are a million mm-hmm. legionnaires. Now multiply that by three. Now multiply that by five million because you brought all of them and then (laughs) you have all their villains so if george perez wants to like honestly i couldn't do this like if i had like five years i could not draw this like with my little hands i could not do it not if i had like 70 not if i had 70 assistants i would not i wouldn't do it i'd kill myself first (laughs) that's what i want to see in your next uh your little next sketchbook (laughs) (laughs) all of the all of the villains you just want me to redo final crisis legion of three worlds yes exactly (laughs) And, uh, what what <laughs> happens at the end? Here we had my Archie Legion. They decide that they're going to go fly off. Called and, the Wanderers. And they're going to become the Wanderers, which is a series from the 1980s, right, Matthew? Yes. No, not entirely. No? Well, yes, it is, but it's not the original Wanderers. The original Wanderers came from the shooter run in 1967. Mm-hmm. Those Wanderers were revamping the original Wanderers, who oh, yeah. were initially brought out as another super team as cool and awesome as the Legion. Who then never showed up ever again. Okay, but these guys are what? They're tripping the, the, the bleed, going to all these multiverses? Is that what they're yeah. doing? Hell, I don't know. There's a, there's I like, mean, okay, well, this the Legion of Three Worlds was pitched and organized and set up and set into motion mm-hmm. a while before the stock market crashed. Ah. So 
Personally, I think that they were going to launch a new series called The Wanderers and maybe have this re- this boot of the Legion in them. But considering like what happened with like I mean, I, I think that they were going to make a new comic too, yeah. The Legion yeah. of Superheroes with this uh, new John's Boot Legion and have that, have that at Legion at least. And maybe they're going to keep the Wade Kitson uh, Shooter Manipal stuff going. It's like, but it looks like they ran out of money because they had to shuffle around a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell me that they were originally going to just make this a feature in Adventure Comics. That doesn't sound right. Not after putting like this much time and effort into introducing these characters again. That, that's so, a good concept. I like that. I was like, personally, I thought they were going to come out with like a bunch more books. Uh, at least another like Legion book that might have been the Legion plus the Wanderers mm-hmm. at, at like as at a least or something. as a backup, right? And I I can't imagine that they would have we would have the situation that we have now if so, the soccer. So had, as far as we know, the Legion that exists in Adventure Comics in the backup stories is the original Legion, correct? It plus- is a Legion that hung out with this Superman that we have now that looks a lot. Like the guy from the movie. Okay. <laughs> That's what we know. <laughs> okay, so that that is the original Legion plus XS and Gates. For no reason whatsoever. In, in <laughs> so like, like, to... You and you. You're cool. You can stay with us. Okay. <laughs> I the rest of you more of wander that. into the abyss. I know I wanted a I few more. Ah, I wanted that Brainiac. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I want that Brainiac. <laughs> I want I want every Brainiac, I but I want that one in particular. <laughs> Mental ah. note, I know what to get you. Three strippers with green skin. <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> so then what happened to the three boot legion? They went back to the future of Earth Prime and then ah. they're both- let's let's not think about that last yeah, issue. Yeah, it was really sad when we I don't know if you finally that. worked it out. Oh, oh, but no, that, that kind of explains though. Started. You know, that explains about the whole three boot legion because they actually yes. In the in the initial first arc of that series, they were in the clubhouse, and oh, here's this uh, Superman book. Oh, here's this Flash book that we mm-hmm. that were from the past, and that's what we're modeling our group on. So that made a lot of sense. Yeah, like a lot of well, I, I like, in as much as any of this makes any sense. Yeah, well, yeah painful. <laughs> the one question that I have is: there's like a one panel, and I don't have the books in front of me. One or two panels where they're like, you hear this. Well, what about us, Governor? And you turn around, and it's this. Uh, it's the 1950s legion sitting there with their cosmic bubble heads and everything. Oh, bubble heads! Uh, that's a little bit before that when. Oh, is that before? Okay. Yeah, they finish fighting the right, time yeah. trapper, mm-hmm. and they like all punch him right in the face to knock him out for like three seconds, and then uh, they are seeing. They're supposed to be seeing themselves, even though ah. cosmic didn't have a bubble head when he came back yeah. again. Maybe. <laughs> so they're saying that's us, but. It's probably not actually them. It's definitely like Adventure Comics 247. Them. Right, yes. right, right. Awesome track right. suiting. Yes. Oh, that makes yeah. my head hurt. I, <laughs> I like that moment is what it really does. And what this whole series really does is make it clear that if you love this version of the Legion, we have now created like 57 little different Legion subgroupings and things that... If you if you want to try to figure all of this out, sit down and frankly I do because that's what I do. You're <laughs> going to drive yourself nuts looking at this and going, "Wait, did this happen or did this happen? And at what point did a uh, cosmic boy make out with a white witch in the backseat of a van?" <laughs> it's, just, 
it's it's to the point where my friend Bruce said to me, he's like, you know, I love the hero histories, but the Legion is like a private joke that I'm not in on. Mm-hmm. And this issue, this series, if it was designed to streamline Legion continuity and give us a new, <laughs> easier to understand Legion, okay, it, it, no. Yeah. It's come to the point, it's, to, it's really to the point where if you go through issue five, I am going through issue five and going, wait, who the hell is that again? Well, but right. doesn't it, but doesn't it kind of, kind of clarify where it's like, there's only one Legion, it's the original Legion no. and that's it. And all these others, they're now the Wanderers, they're from another universe. The three boot are from the Earth Prime future. They're all multiverse people. You can all live in your favorite multiverse and have your own favorite Legion, but the Legion currently in DC continuity is the original Legion. And as far as time travel no. is concerned, they're the only ones that have ever existed. No, it does not do that. You know what it does? What does it do? It shows us a picture of Jeff Johns and Dan DiDio sticking their fingers in their ears and going, nope, nope, this is the only Legion, la dee woohoo, I can't hear you, this well, is the only Legion there ever was. Let's, it, can't really it, be, it can't really be the only Legion that ever was because they're talking to other Legions. Right. There. But we're going to willfully ignore that. Right. We're going to say, here's five issues talking about the wonderful things you've read about for the last 40 years, but... We are only going to tell you about the stories of this Legion up until issue 27 of Volume 3, after which it's no longer our Legion. And, and come on. I mean, I'm, I'm a comic geek. I, I lived in my mother's basement once. Yeah, <laughs> No. You've gotten to the point where we're literally now splitting hairs, where Legion of Superheroes Volume 3, number 27, happened. Legion of Superheroes Volume 3 number 28 did not, except in as much as part of those events may have happened in a different way in the new adjusted reality, which is the <laughs> only true reality at this point in time. Thank you. It did do one thing. Yes. It did finally keep me from having to read month after month of the snotty, sexist punks that they were trying to tell me were the Legion in the last 26 issues. Of this I know. <laughs> Super... Did you, did you talk when Ultra Boy's main motivation is that girl isn't really smarter than me or stronger than me? What year is it? I know. Uh, he's like, he's uh, motivated by the fact that Supergirl seems to be stronger. No, shut up. Uh, All right. <laughs> Regardless of what happened to that, we're stuck with right now one Legion, and they're continuing stuck. to have adventures. It's in... good to be positive, Steve. We're stuck <laughs> with this now. Well, I am still going to hold strong for my uh, reboot uh, or my Archie Wanderer series that maybe someday will come out. One day, uh, why? <laughs> Adventure comics—they've been, is... been threatening us that the uh, <laughs> threatening may not be the right word. <laughs> I'm going to say threatening. Yeah, way to be positive, Matt. Johns has gone on the record of, as saying that the Legion backups in Adventure. Mm-hmm. Eventually, should, could, may, probably will, unless it changes, encompass all the legions. They ah, actually okay. made this yeah. announcement, and I believe you're the one who put it up on the website, probably. yeah, where they made a vague reference to seeing those other legions in this legion book, because this legion book is about the legion. Right. So there have been some other revelations that have been made in the Adventure comics. The one that I want to touch on before we run out of time is the one from Adventure Comics number three. This is the one where Sun Boy and Polar Boy team up yes. to try to bring down a menace on... Whose home planet is that? Is that uh, Polar Boy's? 
Polar Boy's Polar home planet. Polar Boy's home planet of far. So it's hot on the top, cold in the middle. Right, is that yes. a big DLT? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say a Big Mac, but you know the same thing applies. Um, that joke would be funnier if any of us were over thirty-five. <laughs> okay, so uh, who wants to give us a breakdown of what happened in that particular Legion story? Because there's one big reveal at the end that I found found really fascinating. So Polar Boy and Sun Boy are uh, they go to Polar Boy's planet of Thar. What's it called? Thar. Thar. And they go there, and uh, Sun Boy is hitting on ladies because he likes the ladies. And Polar Boy is very sad because no one seems to know that he's an actual member of the Legion right now and that he has been for a while. They just think he's a reject still. Yeah, they just treat him very meanly. That sucks. All these like pretty ladies are very mean to him. And one would think. One would think because he even comes out and says, "I was the pre- you know the leader of the Legion of Superheroes." Yes. One would think the first thing that you wouldn't do as the leader of the Legion of Superheroes is make sure you have a good press agent telling <laughs> all the people that you have become the leader of the Legion. Yes. So Sunboy gets shot down by the pretty ladies because his power is to make things hot, and they are grossed out by that because their planet is already very hot. And that's kind of like trying to sell heaters to someone who lives in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So like, gross. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're like, oh, wait, why are we here again? Oh, right. Uh, we're trying to find some bad guy that is supposed to be here. And they're like, oh, Cryo, kid. Cryo, Cryo King, I'm sorry. Cryo King. And he's like a reject. Is he a reject? Yeah, I think he's trying to get into this uh, Legion of Substitute Villains. Or Substitute, something? Or, <laughs> substitute <laughs> Villains. Sorry, Substitute came out of my mouth because we're talking about him. Yeah. Uh, He's trying to get into the Legion of Supervillains, but they don't want him. Yeah, I don't think we know that yet. Okay, but, um, so they're like, <laughs> okay, right, uh, there's a room back here, and he sets a wall on fire, fire. And the and, guy's there. And there he is, that guy that they're looking for. <laughs> and then they team up to fight this guy, and he kind of pushes Polar Boy's buttons a lot about being a reject and sad. And then they're fighting down in the core. Which so is cold, cold, icy, cold down there. Icy fight. And they're, uh, they find out that this Cryo King guy has been blowing up embassies and stuff, trying to get the attention of the Legion of Supervillains and trying to get into their club. And Polar Boy is deeply offended in his soul <laughs> about this. He's like, I can't, I can't believe this. And then uh, they beat him up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> The end. <laughs> but and the end. But there's one important reveal in this in this issue, and that's where he says, "Ho ho, Legion of Superheroes! You think that you are the only ones that have uh, agents in the past yes. affecting the timeline?" Yes. Dun dun dun! And they're like, "Oh my god!" No, they don't say that. They just kind of glare at him. Yeah, we have seen obviously in the Lightning Saga, we've seen all of the, those Legionnaires in the past. We've seen Starman stick around the past. What we've seen over the last couple of months, and many people may not have uh, really appreciated it, Telos appearing in the Superman books. Yes. Tell us. Uh, okay, I'm telling Telos you. Telos is a I'm telling you <laughs> that uh, Telos is uh, there, and Monel is, of course, in the past. Yes. But who are the Legion of, of Supervillains? What are they doing in the past? Where are we going to see them? They are uh, actually in Gotham City, and they're all dancing in the Penguins Club. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I thought you were asking questions that didn't need to be answered. So, you know, I'm good. No, let's speculate. What? Who do you think is in the past? Well, uh, let's see. The super villains? Mm-hmm. Batman. Batman is Batman, dead, Batman but is also, also a legion of super villains. Chameleon Chief is a dead giveaway. Chameleon Chief and um, Phantom Lad, who's the evil phantom girl, only a boy. Uh, <laughs> well, is this, a, is this even a story then that's interesting? Is, is what are the villains doing in the past? Because I don't know what these people Yeah, we we still don't quite understand what people are doing. In why, the is, past why is and, what, why is Element Lad Superboy's teacher? Yeah, did you notice that that Element Lad is yep. Superboy's teacher? Yeah, was I did not catch that. Kristen's like, hey, isn't that his teacher? It's like, oh my god, what could he possibly be doing? He's teaching Element chemistry. Element Lad fun. is teaching him chemistry. That's so it cute. That is like the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh my so, god! So little, it's like nineteen fifty three, isn't it? And so, it's just one of those moments where it's like that's a little bit on the nose. That's like Polar Boy getting along with so Subway, like who, Fire who are, and Ice. Who so are all the Legion? Who are all the Legion members who are in the past? Tell us, Dream Girl. Dream Girl. Tell us. Dream Girl. You don't know, is Dream Girl in the past? Probably. Uh, there's Element. like a spoiler panel in like issue one, two, or one. Or something. I thought it was one. Yeah, it's one. Uh, and there's you see. Superboy and Monel busting into a room, and Super and Supergirl. So Dream Girl is like in some kind of weird contraption, She's like a table lay down. Mm. That's no, not a lay down thing. It's a stand up thing. Whatever. Excuse me. Whatever. It's Where is the end, that? The end. The end. I went to the end. It's like not that thing. What? This thing. Okay. So she's like standing up. <laughs> yeah. This is this is awesome. And so uh, it, she's like a real sound effect in the background. <laughs> That's what's making it fun. And I can hear you, you fighting. No, mine. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the Daily Planet in the background, so I don't know if this is be in the past or in the future. But it's Superboy and Monel. They're like punching into the room, and yes. she's strapped to that thing. Yeah. So, and then there's some. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. This is. And Excess is running on a treadmill frantically. Yes. That's what and she does. She's got to get hmm. back and warn. Cut off sentence. Yes. So, Monel, it's your kids. I've come back in time to oh. warn you about your kids, Monel. <laughs> let's let's take a minute and look at the the, the obvious suspects. Okay, Starman is in the past. Yes, we he's know he's on Chalice a new task. Right? Yes, right. There are nine legionnaires missing at the end of uh, Legion of Three Worlds number five. Okay, all the convenient Element, ones Element that would have been useful in that fight. Yeah, exactly. Element Lad, Dream Girl, Telus, and Star Boy, Starman Boy, mm-hmm. Man Boy, Boy. Are revealed to have been, or gonna have to have been revealed. I love future past. <laughs> past. Anyway, future people. They, they will have, might have been to have be uh, revealed to be in the for, in the past. So the ones that are missing that we haven't seen are Chameleon Boy, mm-hmm. who'd be useful in the past. Quizlet, who'd be useful in the past. Sensor Girl, Princess Projectra, who would be useful in the past. Tyrock and Matter Eater Lad, who weren't really all that useful in the future. <laughs> so in in theory, these nine Legionnaires could conceivably be a, a team of Legionnaires past. And if you figure that, you know, Dream Girl is in the past somehow, Element Lad is teaching chemistry, and Telus is apparently the swim coach. <laughs> Matter 
Matter Reader Lad is probably running the Smallville cafeteria. Yes, I'm yes I know. <laughs> I hope they're all teachers somehow. Just for no reason. Tyrock is probably like the gym coach. He's the yes. he's the mean. He's the choir. Tyrock has the best power ever. Literally, Tyrock's power is I am a loud, angry black man. Come oh, on. God. How, how can you not hate that and love it all at the same time? Oh. That's right. He should be teaching music. That's that would beautiful. be pretty cool. And then Chameleon Boy is obviously described as, as disguised as Lana Lang. <laughs> well, you know, what's the deal with her and her bloody nose? Uh, um, somebody punched her. I don't know. No, she's either what got bloody a, nose. She's, is she talking about? It's, uh, what are you talking about? Isn't it Lana? Doesn't she have the the tumor or something? She keeps bleeding in uh, what in the talking? adventure comics. What? Not that we read. Is this something else? No, no, no. In uh, maybe not adventure comics, action comics. Uh, oh, we don't read action. Oh, okay. All right. There's something where she keeps that, her nose keeps bleeding, and they keep insinuating. I keep thinking she's got cancer or something. Uh, uh, Supergirl she's hasn't got, scanned like, her, but Mr. Mind in her brain. Well, it's maybe. Really, maybe it's just really dry in her house. Well, that could <laughs> be. Put too. some Vaseline on that. <laughs> There's something you you need to know about Legion fans, Steve. We all have a very per- personal continuity, and I don't read action for one reason. Monel. Is not the Monel from the future. He's the Monel from the present. <laughs> yes, and thus he's not the Monel coming back from the future. And thus it's not a Legion title for me. It's the Adventures ah, of Monel okay. before he becomes Monel. Ah, okay. Now he's apparently going to be the leader of the Justice League of America. I'm very prejudiced against his short hair. Yeah, I want his no. beautiful, also, beautiful flowing hair. And I, and like, I hate the like, fact that they put they put him they've taken him out of his big tunic costume that makes him look yeah. like he's a photographer on African belt. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's like usually he's supposed to look like a little cute space prince. Yeah, so I'm space prince, man. Space prince. <laughs> God damn it, that's all I want in life. But then they're like, oh, we're gonna take away your cute clothes and your cute hair, and you will be almost exactly Superman like Superboy. Yes, yeah, Superman. Light. We'll reverse your color so that you don't get sued, and also you're gonna lead the Justice League with a girl who's kind of like Wonder Woman and a guy who's not exactly Batman. But don't think of yourself. Don't think of yourselves as as replacements. Think of yourselves as more stand-ins until the next big oh, crossover. God. Maybe That's perhaps just... cannon fodder for people who yes. wear dark rings. There you go. Uh, hey man, I'm I'm a Daxamite. My mother was a Daxamite. Superman got here first because she had to fly economy. But <laughs> nonetheless, I think it would be awesome <laughs> if Matter Eater Lad is behind this whole thing, and Matter Eater Lad is the leader. <laughs> this legion team in the past because chameleon boy is there somewhere yeah and chameleon boy always leads the legion espionage squad i think it would be awesome because they brought back bouncing boy and duo damsel at the end of legion of three worlds and made them awesome (laughs) i have i mean the moment that really got me in this whole series and leading into Adventure Comics, what I want to see more of is that moment where all is lost and the villains are destroying everyone and the big three Legionnaires are gone. And then the sound of a loud boing is heard. <laughs> and here comes Chuck to save the day. And at that moment, everybody in the Legion goes, hey, Chuck's here. Now we're going to win. <laughs> because it's not the Legion without the fat kid who does nothing but make everybody else laugh. And that's, by God, why the Legion is awesome. And and I think that's why this show is so awesome, Matthew, is because we have you to make everybody laugh. Well, we actually are like the main Legionnaires. You're Cosmic Boy trying to hold it all together with your, your 
magnetic power source. We like to call them control issues. Yes, control issues. Rodrigo Rodrigo is our feminine presence. A Saturn girl, he reads your mind and my mind and tries to figure out what you're doing. The second time you referred to Rodrigo as a female. I know. (laughs) And he has this huge beard, too. That's what's really awesome. (laughs) If you're out there, Rodrigo, we love you, man. And I'm sort of like Lightning Lad. I have a cheesy tattoo that's probably fake, and my twin sister is much more interesting than me. But nonetheless, I'm still here. I won't actually ever be leader of the team until we're like 45, but it's okay because, you know, I, I try. So are you, guys on, are you guys on board with what's going on in Adventure Comics with the Legion? Are you guys buying into all those stories, or are they just kind of a little add-on that you, you put up with? Well, for me, it's kind of like I wish that they were – Young. I wish that they I were know. kids. See, this is the thing that I don't understand is like, I'm I'm happy with whatever they give me, honestly, because I want something. Yeah. So I'm reading them and I'm enjoying them. But man, was this a weird route to go if you want anyone new to read it whatsoever? Yeah. Because it's like, I barely can understand what's going on. I know a bit about the Legion. Yeah. And I can barely follow, like, I don't like, who are these people? Like, you need to know a lot to jump into this at all. And that seemed like a weird route to go. It's like, I want to read these guys' stories. Yeah, I'll but, keep reading them. Because yeah. uh, to be fair, like, even though Legion of Three Worlds was like, left me in tears, literally, I <laughs> I enjoyed reading it because it was funny. There was like funny parts in it and parts where they made dumb jokes. And that's usually all I kind of want out mm-hmm. of it. Like, I wish that they were younger. I wish that they were, I don't know. I wish there was more of it. I wish they weren't like relegated to like, the back part, but I'll keep reading it because I want Legion stuff. But yeah, I'm done with what's happening. Yeah, in it, but <laughs> it's not my first pick, but it's it's all right. It's yeah. like I, I it's like it looks good, and the stories are like you know they have cute moments, and it's interesting. Yeah. They got really good artists. Like this artist also worked on Incredible Hercules, which mm-hmm. I love and mm-hmm. is re- also really well written. But uh, so when I read them, like this makes me happy already. Like mm-hmm. so, it's it was something that. Uh, already looked really cool, so I'm glad that they're they're at least like giving it like a top notch artist, and they're yeah. giving it like a good. And I, and I think writer. it might go in like awesome places and stuff. It just feels so weird to have it be st- the starting point is such a convoluted, confusing right. mess of things you need to know so much to even understand. Yeah, you know what it kind of felt like to me when I was reading Legion of Three Worlds. It kind of felt like saying to anybody who ever loved the Legion, okay. Your Legion happened. We admit that your Legion happened. We're not going to say your Legion didn't happen anymore. We're not retconning anything. Everybody from Bouncing Boy to Kinetics to that creepy little gazelle girl, they all happened. <laughs> they were all Legionnaires. And now what we're going to do is, having acknowledged that, we're going to stick our fingers in our ears and tell the stories that we want to tell. Yeah. And if you, I mean, any Legionnaire that you ever wanted to see showed up in Legion of Three Worlds had a big moment or a little moment or a cameo moment or a look at me, I'm Ron Vidar, I'm dead <laughs> moment. And now we're going to move on and we're going to tell stories that Jeff Johns wants to tell on his version of the Legion. And I think that's why I look at this as not the original Legion again, mm-hmm. but this is actually a fourth reboot based on events that happen in that first version of the Legion. So what's going to happen when and- Paul Levitz comes on board? Paul Levitz is going to write some comics, and it's going to have people with lad and boy and girl in their name, and then they're going to fight, and 10 years later, somebody's going to retcon it. We're going to have a whole new Legion. And <laughs> All right. If you, if you read the Legion for more than four years, you it's realize kind of like, that it comes in cycles. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the weather in Ohio. It's like they tell you if you don't like it right now, just wait because it'll change. <laughs> so yeah. it's, we have something like that sort of in Kansas. Thing. We say if you don't like the weather, move. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, like I, yeah, you just kind of have to. It's like if you love the Legion, like you can't really get hung up on like things like continuity yeah. or things like <laughs> you can't even get attached to a character so much. You kind of just have to get attached to the vague sort of shape of a character. Like we like Brainiac Five. Luckily, right. Brainiac Five is pretty easy to like in every incarnation. There's cool things about every incarnation. One time he's cute. Sometimes he's mean. Sometimes he's really, really, really mean. Sometimes, Sometimes he's, he's pathetically in love with Superboy. Right. <laughs> Sometimes he has the hots for Dream Girl. But, you know, it's like you kind of have to let go of, like, being really attached to something that you really want or something that you're – that some kind of idea you have in your head that you think is a real Legion. Because right. the real Legion is – the fact that it's like this gelatinous weird thing that is ever changing. And you know, it's like all American comics, really. It's like always changing thing. You can't really like, you know, Supergirl, how many different types of Supergirl have we had? Even Superman, Superman or, (laughs) or Batman. I mean, I love Batman. There's a, there's a Batman that shoots people to begin with. And there's a Batman that's like, made of armor and there's a Batman that's actually a vampire. So, you know, you just kind of have to get, yeah. say that you love the vague shape of Batman. Great. I think that I, is a perfect, I, I think that's a perfect place to uh, kind of wrap up this issue. Hopefully we've confused you even more about the <laughs> Legion of superheroes because I'm going to have to sit here now and go back and reread all of the hero histories up on Majorspoilers.com. I'm going to have to head over. that you ever read the oh, things I've read them. <laughs> I've read them. I'm going to have to head over to the superfuturefriends.blogspot.com, and I'm going to have to listen to all of the podcasts that talk about the original Legion and their adventures with Superboy back in the 1950s <laughs> and forward. Adriana and Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. It was Thanks so fun to us. have you guys on. We need to get you back on the show again before another year passes, because I'm sure there's going to be some <laughs> more crazy Legion stuff that 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 occurs. Uh, okay, listeners, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. You know, last week I said this week we were going to talk about the saltwater taffy. I'm just going to stop telling you what we're going to talk about next time because things keep changing day by day. I do, however, know that this weekend we will be talking, or I will be talking, with Caleb Monroe, who's the scriptwriter from Boom Studios' Hunter's Fortune series. We're going to talk about the writing process and how he collaborated with Andrew Cosby on the Hunter's Fortune and with Stephen Baldwin on the Remnant series. And then next week, guess what? We're ready for show 150. We might have something special planned, but then again, we might not. (laughs) Because we know that you love comics, we do too. We will talk with you next time. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. 
Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Start raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the hard cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Me in the Middle East With a gang sign throwing soldier What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah what a major spoiler, wow, 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 what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009. Hey, Rodrigo, what's up? Oh, not much. Just go, got done with today's awesome assignment. Football, volleyball, yep. soccer ball, something that involves no, some balls. It, it's all, yes, and it is like balls. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Yes. I think I'm allowed to say that by now. <laughs> we missed you again this week. Say what now? We missed you again this week. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure next uh, next major spoilers recording time I'll be good. Um, and if not, I'm going to make a stink. I hope so, because you know next uh, episode that we're all together is 150. Mm. Is it? Yes. Mm, then I definitely have to be there. Yes, Wait, and Dante... Are we doing the live thing? Yeah, I'm thinking we will. I'm thinking we will. Now, I'm, I'm recording this for the after show, people. But uh, oh, I'm not okay. going to make any promises. Gotcha. But maybe yes. If I can... I gotta want, right. I've got one technical issue I've got to work out, and that's how Matthew hears everybody else. But once that's mm-hmm. taken care of, bada-bing... And Dante is feeling better. You'll be happy to know Dante has stopped vomiting from the H1N1. Yeah, I'm not sure how uh, how sick that he was as sick as he said he was. He definitely left a message in my machine. I hear people in the background, so... What are you saying? That Dante is, no, is okay. I'm not, specifically I'm skipping not out anything. on his duties? I am not saying anything. I think you're just trying to cause trouble because uh, you two don't like each other. I. It's not that Dante and I don't like each other. It's that he doesn't like me and I don't care for him. Uh-huh, okay, well, then that explains it. What? Uh, who won tonight? Anybody of importance? Um, you know what? They send me to so many games that I never get to find out who wins. How many games did you go to? Just one tonight? Three. What? Uh, hang on. I'm being stopped by some cops. Oh, really? See you later. Bye. All right. See you, Rodrigo. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's hope Rodrigo did not get into 
any major trouble by calling major spoilers. <laughs> we'll have to find out next time what is up with that. Bye, everybody.